flirting with total chaos unless language returns to meaning and moral values return to absolutes. I mean, what would you say to someone today who has difficult questions, doesn't find faith easy? Should they feel ashamed of that? Should they be labeled as a doubter? Or is there actually something good about that? This is where secularism fails. It has no explanatory power for love. It has no explanatory power for ultimate meaning. Your worldview must be able to explain the undeniable realities. So when you say, I don't have to prove anything when there is no God, now you have to prove that life is purposeful. Now you have to prove that life has meaning. There's gonna come a point where corruption and suffering and death knock on your door, and you aren't gonna be able to turn to hedonism at that point. All these realities are the outflow of he not just speaking the truth, but he being the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Well, good morning, everyone. Morning. It's so nice to have you here today. We're continuing our series on uh, Jesus among secular gods. And today we're going to... Um, Look at the idea of pluralism. And uh, I learned very early in my schooling that pluralism begins with S. You know, you add an S and it becomes plural. Boys, girls, you know. But I don't think that's the pluralism we're talking about today, actually. And um, Robbie, at the very end of the bumper video, says this, knowing the truth will set us free. And that's the principle today that we're going to look at, is that knowing the truth will give us the freedom that we find in him. Now, I openly admit I'm no apologist. I'm not a person that goes into deep conversations and things like that. I've always been a person of faith ever since I was little. I believed God it was for easy for me, but there are so many people out there that um, have a more difficult time understanding the principles. And, um, and so many people believe that all views are valid, everything is equal, and it doesn't matter what you believe, but, but uh, you can be, all religions point to God. And uh, basically that's the idea of pluralism. That everyone, but you know, the reality is this: that every li every religion has its absolutes. There's things that they stand on, and there are principles that they believe in, and so because of that, um, even Christianity has these absolutes. And we're going to look at one of those today, and that being truth. For us as Christians, it is. The very absolute is that Jesus died for us, was buried, and on the third day he rose again to save us. And when we put our faith and trust in him, we have eternal life. That's what we believe is truth. And so today as we look, we're going to begin um, our, our text with um, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. And it says this. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers 
to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. I don't know about you, but I think our culture is there. I think we are already at that point where the truth doesn't really matter anymore. We live in a post-truth culture that we are not living and um, and understanding what real truth is. This is a definition that Ravi gives us for post-truth. And um, if you look, it's become acceptable now in our culture to not be honest. It's become acceptable to not live in integrity and not live in the truth of the Scriptures. I mean... Uh, you know, we, we, we see so many times that people just turn their ears to what they believe in instead of reading the truth of God's Word. We make up our own set of rules when it comes to our own desires. I mean, what, I remember when uh, my cousin, she's a little older than me, she got married, and I remember the pastor leaving the church with the wedding um, the license the wet marriage license and he said you're going to need this to get into the hotel because back in the day you couldn't get in they wouldn't rent you rooms unless you were married but our culture has changed doesn't mean the truth has changed but culture has changed we used to joke about used car salesmen. Yeah. She's a beauty. This one has your name all over it. It was driven by an old lady. She only drove it to the grocery store and back. And it had an oil change every 3,000 miles. Very low mileage. Hardly a scratch or ding. And look, smell the inside. Smells like a new car. This car is for you. Now, we joke that way about our politicians. Because no one holds on to the truth. No one sees the value or the importance of truth anymore. And yet, Jesus does. He sees the importance of being honest and truthful. And, uh, and so, it's important that we understand where truth comes from. And where truth comes from is through Christ. So, we live in a time where truth is not important, but what we believe should be very important. What each of us believes should be very important. We must hold firmly, it says in Titus 1.9, to the trustworthy message that has been taught so that we can encourage others by sound doctrine and infute those who oppose. Another way of saying of this is that we need to live out what we believe. We need to live out our theology, what we truly believe we need to live that out. 
What is important is truth. And truth is in, found in Christ. Where we get our truth from is important as well. John 14, 6 says this. Jesus answered, he says, I am the way and the what? And the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now listen. I wish with all my heart that every person in all the world would know Jesus. Because through Jesus, we have our way to God the Father. We have the way to eternal life. We have a way for the abundant life, as it says in John 10.10. All these things we have in him. But I honestly can't justify the fact that it's only through him. It's hard. But that's what pluralism does. It, It says there are many ways to God. The reality is what Jesus is saying is he is the way. And just as all the other religions have their fundamentals, they have their they have their basic baseline absolutes, so does Christianity. And this is it. That Jesus is the way to God the Father. Jesus is the way to the abundant life. Jesus is the way to an eternal life. Ravi Zacharias says this, that Jesus did not just claim to be someone who speaks the truth or teaches the truth. He claims to be the truth. In John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So if you want to really understand truth, you need to get into the truth of God's word. This is where we find our truth. It's interesting because uh, if, you, if you know in John chapter 1, <clears throat> verse 12, it says that uh, Jesus said, and, or, or the scripture says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is referring to Jesus. He said, the word, the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And so by putting our faith and trust in him, we find that the word is truth. Psalm 119, verse 160 says this. All your words are what? All your words are true and righteous, and your, and your righteous laws are eternal. We find our truth in God's word. And by living in a post-truth world, who can we really trust? Who can we put our faith in? When we live in a post-truth world, what do we, how do we live? The thing that's interesting to me is not only is Jesus truth, but it says in John, 1 John, it says that he is also love. So if God is love and God is truth, the two together, they make that statement that we, that is so important that, that God loves everyone. And we, uh, we have this eternal potential in each of our lives to, to love God and love others. And that's what we need to be doing. 
all of the ideas in all the world do not have the same value. You know, let's just use chairs for an example. Not all chairs are alike. Did you know that? I have this chair, it's like a lawn chair, beach chair, and it has those nylon ribbons, and they're interwoven, you know. But after a few years, they started to fray a little bit. It was getting to the point where you could almost see through them. And I'm going, hmm, I wonder if that will hold me. There was a time it would have held me, for sure. But then I look over here, and there's this Adirondack chair. Now, that's a man chair right there. That's got big old arms on it. You fit in nicely, and you kind of slide back, and if you have a little stool, you can put your feet up. It's very nice. Very comfortable. They're chairs, but they aren't valued the same way. And so who we put our faith and trust in is so vitally important that we need to understand that Jesus loves everyone. And so how we live our lives is really important. So live true to what you believe. And that's what it says in 1 Timothy 4.16. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Preserve them. Uh, persevere in them because if you do you will save both yourself and your hearers so watch your life watch the way you live watch the way we the way that our testimony is out there so that other people can see the way we live our life is so important because it is it is the truth by which we live it's important that we understand that we we that what we believe is important because we live what we believe. It's our theology. You know, it's what we believe in. And if we're putting our faith and trust in His Word because His Word is truth, then we need to be living our lives under the basic premise of what the truth of God's Word has to say. And life and, your, and life and your doctrine are so important. The one that feeds on the other. We must be willing to stand up for the truth. And when challenged, we must know what is worth standing up for and what isn't. Because obviously the chairs are different. But what we stand up for is truth. And we need to understand that. We can't convince other people who are questioning what the truth is by arguing with them. We can't stand up from people and say, nah, 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 we're the only ones that have the truth, you're a bunch of losers. We can't do that. That's not what truth does, and that's certainly what, what Jesus did. Jesus talked in stories and kind words and shared his life with people. We can't criticize people without... Uh, who, who just hold different beliefs than us. But we need to disagree without being disagreeable. We need to live in that presence of Christ. Early in, uh, early in this series, 1 Peter 3, 
became the verse of the week kind of for us. And it says this. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Be ready to share your story with others. Be ready to share the truth of Christ with others. So it's important that we watch our life because it's an example to others. John 13, 15 says this, that for I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done to you. Jesus is saying to all of us, I've been your example, follow me. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We need to live that way. We need to live not in arrogance, but in love for others. The thing that you understand, that we understand, is Jesus is not only truth, but he is love as well. And so with the blending of both, we need to be an example. Each one of us needs to live an example for others to follow. It's so important that we do that. So here's what I'd like you to do this week. Memorize John 14, 6. Let's read it together. John 14, 6 says this. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is Jesus talking. These are his very words. So memorize his words and then live in truth this week. And then this week, it was really kind of exciting. We were sitting around staffing, uh, staff meeting um, with our phones because they, they can tend to get boring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, Eric goes, hey, there's a really good app on version. So if you have a version on your Bible, I, if not, I would ask that you download it. And there's a whole section on Jesus among secular gods. There's like a Bible reading plan. It's awesome. Actually, I looked at some of those before my message here today. So you don't have to listen to all of it. I shared some. <laughs> but understand, it, 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 